Brought to you by the Center for the Arts of Greater Lapeer. The PIX podcast showcases the best of the PIX Theater and Gallery 194's featured artists, musicians, and entertainers. We are the Center for All Things Art and Entertainment in Greater Lapeer. Here's your host, Jill Lynn Lyons. Welcome to the PIX podcast and our guest today is Jonathan Lachance, humorist and magician. Thank you for being with us today, Jonathan. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yay. And you have a show coming up at the PIX on November 12th yep. at 7.30. So tell me about young Jonathan. Where did you Born and raised in South Lyon, Michigan. So about an hour south of here. Been Doing magic since I was 10 years old, so 16 years now. Got introduced into magic by my father. He was not a magician, but actually learned a card trick from a guy at a coffee shop. And he taught me how to do it. And I went to school the next day thinking I could pick up chicks and be able to pick up my future girlfriend, you know, and with learning magic. And that really didn't happen. And I figured out the love of magic and being able to do magic for the past 16 years. So did you start after the card trick? Did you get a magic kit or something like that? Birthday, Christmas? Yeah, I went from the from the magic kit. And then the uh, two years later, I was 12 years old. I went to Mackinac Island and they used to have a magic shop on Mackinac Island. And I met a juggler up there. And then when I was 13, he invited me to come up and perform on Mackinac Island with him. Between the age of 13 and when I graduated high school, every summer I spent four to six weeks up in Mackinac performing on the island as a street performer. So, Oh, wow. So besides, were you juggling or were you doing magic? I did a little bit of juggling. A little bit, not not much. So pretty much the basic juggling skills. And then you were doing street magic? Yep. Yeah. I, mean, I would escape from a straight jacket. Someone put me in a straight jacket or uh, I did fire eating and stuff. And uh, so. Oh, wow. Fire eating. Where yep. did you learn that? I had some professional taught me how to do it. a guy that that learned that knew how to do fire eating. I would not do fire eating at home unless you're taught by a professional, <laughs> but he, he taught me how to do it when I was like 16. So my parents were so impressed. <laughs> I was going to say, did you, did you like, Hey mom, dad, this guy's going to teach me how to eat fire. And they were like, Oh, sure. Great. Yeah. Wow. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, wow. Very brave of them. I think. Yes. So your magic is also infused with humor. Yes. And has that developed over the years? Did it start out that way? It's always kind of been there. And then through the past, I want to say five years is when I really went, you know, the full board of, of the show called Laugh Magic Live. And, you know, pretty much I tell people, whatever you don't find funny is the magic part. And, you know, you can <laughs> laugh at the rest. So... <laughs> One thing I noticed, because we get a variety of acts here at the Picks, is that all of our magicians, magic is very popular in Lapeer. And so we usually have at least one or two per year. They, you all seem to know each other. Yes. Yeah. Which is not true with the other acts nearly as much. But with the magicians, it seems that you all know each other. How does that come to happen? I think it's just, it's, it's a tight knit group of performers and 
it's weird because when I got into magic, I wasn't part of that group. And then as my career rose and kind of rise or whatever you want to say that as I became in a different group with other magicians and you get to know them better and you get to hang out with them. And I think the biggest thing is, is not a lot of people know Metro Detroit, Michigan is filled with magicians. We're all over the place, you know, but there's <laughs> enough, there's enough work for all of us. And then a lot of people don't know that Colon, Michigan is the magic capital of the world, which is on the West side of the state. And every August, a whole bunch of magicians get together and they have a big magic convention and a big party and we all hang out and, and show each other card tricks and talk about magic and who does this better than this person and stuff. And so. How many people come to that convention? A lot. Throughout the years, it's kind of went down just because with the pandemic and everything, it's been hard to you know, as we all know, to get live shows back up and going, but, you know, more people are eager to come out now and have fun and, and get a little bit back to the normal sea of, of life that we had. So. And isn't the other magic capital, the magic castle? The magic castle. Yeah. So not, not a magic capital, just the magic castle in California, which is a prestigious you know, magic venue and to get the honor to perform there and stuff like that is, is very cool. And I actually had the chance of, of visiting for the first time in February of this year when I was out in Los Angeles filming for a TV show. So, And you're referring to when you were on Fool Us? Actually, a different TV show. Oh. Air, it's supposed to air this coming. It'll be on this season called Masters of Illusion which is on the CW channel as well. Another Michigan route is uh, the person that is the host of that show is Dean Kane. Yeah. plays Superman and all that stuff. Yeah. So, and I think he is from Michigan. I think he's from Mount Pleasant area. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, well seeing as I brought it up, do you want to tell us about being on Fool Us? Yeah. Yeah. Incredible experience to get on the show. You know, they, they get over, I want to say like 2000, 3000 applicants a year that submit a routine to them. And then they only pick 50, 60 people out of that. And just to be one of those 50 people is, is a pretty cool deal. And the trick that I did on the show was a, was a trick with the, you know, cereal boxes. <laughs> and it, it's a, you know, I've I've met Penn and Teller before, but being on the show was a real like, you know, I was nervous as all get out leading up until then. And then went out, did the show. And as soon as I walked out in front of the, you know, walked out behind backstage out to the front of the stage, all my nerves just went away. And I was there to do this trick for them. And I'm going to do it the best I can. So. That's really cool. Now, this is a trick that you totally develop start to finish, yeah. right? This is only your trick. Yep. Yeah. And it was the first time that I've ever, I've never done it on TV. And it's actually the first time that it's a public view video of this trick because I've never posted any online videos of it. I obviously have videos of it as I was developing it, but I never posted it for the public. And, you know, now it's currently on YouTube and it's got half a million views on it. So, well, that's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. It's a very cool trick. Now, I've watched it. We have it. We have it playing here in the gallery. So I've seen it, you know, a couple dozen times. But did you fool them? Well, no, I did not. 
<laughs> I was trying to figure out if I was to say that because, you know, usually when I do stuff like this, I, I usually tell, well, you're going to have to come to the show and find out, <laughs> you know, but I, I'll say it now. I did not fool them, but that was none of my intentions on being on the show. Right. I get that's what the idea of the show is, is to go on the show and you want to fool Penn and Teller, you get the little trophy and, and all that stuff. But even with me not fooling them and getting on the show, my recognition of doing magic has skyrocketed. You know, I, I, I go to, I was at a fair, I do fairs during the summer and I was sitting in my hotel room on a Sunday night and I'm flipping through the channels. And next thing I know, I flip to the next channel and it's me on TV. And I watched the episode again. And because I haven't seen it a bazillion times already. And then the next day I open up at a fair and all these people in this town just watch the episode and they're up taking pictures, signing autographs. And it's nothing about that. It's the, you know, it's something that I worked hard on and, you know, it's kind of that rewarding feeling and that, you know, I did something good. So. Well, and you did, they really liked the concept of the trick, the cereal boxes. And that's, that's part of it too, but I'm really curious. So when you don't, fool them do they just say did they come up and tell you how they think you did it how so they think you did the trick it is actually so what you saw on tv was a little bit different than what we filmed right uh, yes Penn and teller have no idea who's on the show they you go out and you do a little walkthrough rehearsal just so they can make sure the cameras are all set up in the right positions and all that stuff. And it's nothing, you know, there's no angles involved. It's not TV magic. They are a, you know, this show, you have to go on there and you're going to do a trick. And if it slips up, it slips up. Then they bring Penn and Teller out and then you do it live in front of the cameras. And unfortunately, when I did it, we didn't have a live audience because they were still under the COVID protocols and stuff. Oh. So it was a, it was a piped in audience reactions and all that. And the bad thing is I did get some, a little bad comments on my YouTube channel because people are like, Oh, over-exaggerated and all that stuff. And, but there's nothing I can help with that. It's the, no. you know, it's what they do and which is fine. And, you know, I've learned from social media and all that stuff. You just take everything with a grain of salt and you just keep moving on and, you know, keyboard warriors people are, but I did the trick with Allison Hannigan. And then they, we cut for a single like second and that's just so they can reset where Allison and I are standing. And then they take back up and then Penn and Teller are discussing how the trick is done. Well, during that time, I'm talking to Allison and doing that little short interview process that on TV is only 30 seconds. But in reality, that was a 10 minute talk oh <laughs> and you know so they talked about you know you know how long have you been in magic did you do you know shows during the pandemic and you know how what do you see yourself doing and how good would you feel if you fooled Penn and Teller and stuff like that and then next thing you know they go okay you know Allison goes hey the guys are ready and there's a secret coded lines that Penn and Teller that Penn is giving you know, that as a magician, you pick up on. And, you know, out of all the tricks that I out of, there was about seven different effects that I did in that routine. And there was only one of them. That was a coin flip that I was, am I going to fool them? Am I not? 
and all the rest of them, I knew they were going to understand it. And, you know, like when I produced the spoon behind Allison's ear and all that stuff, those were dead giveaway tricks. <laughs> and, but it's still cool to see. It's a visual trick and, you know, yeah. it, was, it was entertaining, but as me knowing, I'm not going to fool them with that. And that wasn't the point. So. Very cool. And it's yeah. a great experience. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And and without that show, I wouldn't have been able to get invited to be on, on Masters of Illusion, which is another great TV show, all magic related. And, and that I filmed like 10 different tricks for. So I was just going to say, I'm not familiar with Masters of Illusion. Is it just a showcase of different magicians? Yeah, they throw about six different magicians on the show. I think it's a 30-minute show. It's on the CW as well. So typically when Fool Us is airing, the following week, Masters of Illusion is airing. So they kind of go back and forth. And, and the CW, unlike a lot of other network television channels and all that stuff, they like magic and they like, you know, seeing yeah. You know, and, and people do. It's it's something to talk about, you know, next day at work. Hey, did you watch that show last night with that magician on it? Or, you know, it's it's the same thing that America's Got Talent does. So that's cool. So magic is your full time job? Kind of, sort of. Yes. Full time. That's all. That's pretty much all I do when I'm not on the road traveling, which is less and less as the months go on during the pandemic. I did virtual shows just like this. Talk to people, did magic shows you know, tens of thousands of people watching and all that stuff. And I got really bored of it because there's so much of an interaction that you don't get. I'm just talking right. through a computer screen. And I joined a fire department about two minutes away from my house, went through the fire academy, went through EMT, went through all the specialized training and all that stuff. And so when I'm at home doing nothing, I get to go work on a fire truck and go, you know, help my community out. So are you the only fire eating fireman? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was, you know, and I got married a couple of weeks ago and we had a fire eater at our wedding and I had a whole bunch of my firefighter friends that I've met through the years and all that stuff. And they were there and they were all like, really like, you know, <laughs> only at your wedding, we would see this. At. <laughs> well, congratulations on getting married. And I know yeah, you, you have a beautiful little girl. Yeah. Is she like the magic? She Are loves you it. Her? Yeah. Yeah. She loves it. She traveled with me. I guess I do shows during the summer. We do fairs and we're going fair to fair, state to state and all that. And she traveled with me majority of the summer. We were on the road for 20, 23 weeks. And she was with me the whole entire time. And it's funny because by the end of, the year she knew my show and she could say lines from my show and she's only three years old she's and she knew you know if the crowd you know and it that's the thing some crowds you especially at a fair it's hit or miss the crowds it's just it's if it's a hot day people aren't interacting because it's hot and they don't care but they want their kids to watch a magic show because it's free you know it's <laughs> something to do and it's something to pass the time and, you know, there's a few key tricks in my show that I need the audience participation that sometimes people don't pick on. They don't pick it up and they don't know what to do. And so my daughter would jump in and she'd be like, no, do this, do this. And then she'd get the kids 
to start doing it. And it's like, well, thankfully she's here because she, she picked up on that and she got it going for me. I know that we've had other magicians here that have children that have appeared in their shows. Baffling Bill is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So she's got an exciting life ahead of her. (laughs) She does. She does. And she's not, she's close to being able to get in the shows and have some fun, but I think we're going to wait a couple more years. So three, she's, she gets a little shy, but you know, she, she does fine. So by week 22, that was kind of wearing off. I bet. Wasn't it? Yeah. 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 The old scene, another, another, what is it? I can't remember it now. It's like another town, another show or something like that. I can't remember yeah. the exact same, but yeah. Yeah. And that was all summer that you did that. Yeah. You were on yeah. the road. Just Michigan or do you do the Midwest? Michigan, Midwest. Yeah, Midwest area. And we're actually venturing out for next summer and we're doing shows in like Pennsylvania, Missouri, Iowa. So it's a farm themed magic show. It's completely different than what, you know, is going to be at the picks November 12th. It's more of a, you know, down and dirty, fair, you know, big illusions, have some fun and stuff like that. And it's that quick impact and more like on November 12th here at the picks, it's an intimate magic show. It's, you know, you're going out to a theater, you're going to have some fun. You're going to see some really good unforgettable magic. So. That's true. That's true. On November 12th, you give us a few hints on the evening's going to entail. Yeah. So this show laugh magic lies has, has developed, you know, throughout the years. And I try to ex- give, you know, a different experience every time, especially with being at the picks. I think this is like fifth year that I, I think, I yeah, think so. you know, and that pandemic always, threw everything off. Yes. Yeah. I want to try to change things up and, you know, so different magic, you're probably going to see a trick that you've seen on TV, you know, real live in person, but it's a, I give you a, an idea of the whole entire show. You could pretty much, I try to challenge my shit myself with doing magic. And I like to create my own things and stuff. And this whole entire show is stuff that you could create from a store. Just pick up a grocery bag and buy everything at a grocery store. And you can do a whole <laughs> entire show. So That's really cool. And very unique. Very, very unique. Do you have any animals in your show? No, no. Have you ever done the animal route? I did. I used to have rabbits in my show. For our fair show, we have a animatronic talking chicken yes named clucky the chicken and he interacts with the audience and stuff and that's the that's the closest we get to a live animal in the show. Live animal. yeah i think you're just as well <laughs> although i have to admit gus the bunny is awfully cute and that's another yes. one that was just yeah. here not too long ago unfortunately as as soon as you pull a rabbit out of a hat you've lost everyone's attention about the magician no one cares about you anymore because it's a cute little rabbit sitting on the table (laughs) (laughs) that's true you don't want to be upstaged by little animals no (laughs) and i think you have a guest with you when you come to the picks a familiar we have a lapeer's own james alt is going to open the show does a wonderful job i've known james for Oh God, I want to say seven, eight years now. And, you know, whenever, whenever I come out and, and do anything in Lapeer, he's the person I kind of contact and 
uh, opens up the show and gets everyone going and excited for for the night. Yeah, I think it's because of Jim that that you started at the picks, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yep. That he told me about you and the rest, as they say, is history. History. Yeah. And it's always it's always fun to come. You know, it's always fun to play theaters that you played before and to come back and you know build those relationships that you've had in the past and you know check in on everyone so that's true that's true and i have to admit the only time that i ever saw the pics ghost was during one of your shows really yep yep so i don't know what you did but that's the only time i've seen the, the pics ghost really i will have yeah. to i would like to talk about that i'm very curious I'm very curious yeah it yeah. was it was during, see, it wasn't last year. It was probably the show right before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. the only time I've seen it. We yeah. did have, yeah, we had someone, <laughs> it was after a bell choir concert. Someone was filming them loading out of the picks. They were packing up all their bells and everything. And she came to my office and she said, I have a strange question for you. Do you have any stories of some strange happenings over at the picks? I said, do you see a ghost? And she said, well, look for yourself. And while she was filming, all these orbs were going across the screen. And so we went back out to the picks. And now it's a bare screen, a bare stage, black stage. There's a few people. And she just held her camera out and we just saw them flying all over the place. It was pretty wow. great. But I've had a camera out there since then and there was nothing. Yeah. Yep. Really? Yeah. So do some investigating when you're here. Yeah. Now that you look. Yeah. Now. Who knows? Maybe the ghost will show up again. I guess yeah, people you, have to come like, to the fix. <laughs> they like magic. You know, everyone likes magic. So. I think so. I think so. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it and look forward to seeing you on November 12th. 7.30. Buy your tickets. All right. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the PIX podcast. To learn more about upcoming shows and events, visit www.centerforthearts.org.